Hello, hello, and welcome to Empowered and Unfiltered. I'm your host, Corinne Catania, and today I'm joined by Kendall Zappa, a safer beauty advocate with Beauty Counter and social media influencer who shares tons of great outfits, recipes, and she's also getting back to her fitness roots and doing some spin classes as well. I actually joined one about a month back and it was so much fun. I highly recommend checking those out. We talk about a lot in today's episode, but let me just say, if you have been feeling an itch to do something new, whether that would dramatically change your life or your career path or just be something on the side that you know would lift you up and make you happy, then this episode is for you. Because without giving too much away, we talk about how Kendall went from being in corporate America to jumping all in, full-time, into her beauty counter and social media business. She turned a negative into a positive and took it as the universe giving her a sign to create her own path, and she did just that, which is so freaking inspiring. If you end up liking today's episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave a rating if you haven't already. Truly appreciate all of the love and support that we have gotten thus far. And without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode with Kendall. All right. Thanks so much, Kendall, Yay. for joining me today. I'm Yay. so excited to chat with you. I have been following you on Instagram for a year now, which is crazy. And just following mm-hmm. along your life that you share so authentically. And I knew that you would be like the perfect person for this podcast. Um, and I'm just so excited to have a conversation with you because I feel like I know you already. And just from talking to you five minutes before we started recording, <laughs> I'm like, this is you. What you are on Instagram is how you are in real life. So I'm so excited. It's just the hot mess express over here. <laughs> I was having like a coughing fit five minutes ago and you're probably like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? This is the shenanigans that you post on a regular Literally day. shenanigans. It, this is, you get what you get. Like I just, right. it is, I am who I am. <laughs> like you're not making it up. Like this is authentic. No. Unfortunately, is <laughs> unfortunately I'm not making it up. My life is this chaotic and this messy and I have no idea what the hell I'm doing half the time or what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm just glad that people like you are around to just oh hang gosh. out with me and talk with me <laughs> while yeah, I'm doing all of this. Absolutely. I mean, for someone... So I'm like super chaotic, but I am a Virgo. So I kind of try and like structure it. I am a Virgo moon. So oh. when I'm like alone and in my like oneness, I am very Virgo, which is so odd. Like I, I <laughs> you won't believe this, but like I am very organized, like in my own little okay. cocoon and sphere. But then like to the rest of the world and everything else that I do outside when I'm not alone by myself is Mm -hmm. just like a tornado. It's chaos. It's pure (laughs) chaos. I am like the devil without a cause. It's it's pretty wild. It's amazing. I'm here for it. (laughs) All I have to say is I'm here for it. Um, So for those who don't follow you yet or, or maybe don't know you, can you just kind of explain like what your quote unquote career path has looked like this far, what you do now, like just give us all the details. Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think when, you know, when you're younger, you think like everything is very linear. And I yeah. think what I've learned over the last 10 years, I'm 30 now. So, you know, graduated college almost 10 years ago. Um, 
I thought I was, I thought it was going to be like, I graduate college and then, you know, you just become who you want to become right. like right out of the gate. Uh, I am still very far from that. So if anybody is younger listening out there, uh, you're really not an adult, I think, until you're like 45 or something. So um, I've been on a really long journey of really just following my passion. And I've taken a lot of detours here and there, but um, I went to school for broadcasting. So I wanted to originally be a sideline sports reporter. So I wanted to work for like oh, Fox wow. Sports or ESPN and or host Sports Center and, and do all that stuff. Um, mm. So that's kind of where my journey started. <clears throat> that's really where I fell in love with, uh, you know, talking a lot and having a microphone and having something. It makes to sense. Say, clearly. See? Yeah. Yeah, it's all connecting. <laughs> Um, and then I kind of, I had a good internship in, in sports and learned kind of the behind the scenes of sports and it wasn't quite what I was hoping for. And I moved away from sports and I kind of got more into lifestyle. Once I graduated, um, college, I wound up working for an interior design website. Oh. I hosted a bunch of their events and did a lot of their on-camera marketing content and stuff, which was really cool. Um, and Throughout all of that, I kind of had this, you know, you get it, you graduate from college and you got to get a real job, you know, every, everyone's always telling a real job. And apparently the structure, <laughs> apparently broadcasting wasn't a real job to my parents or anybody really. Um, and nobody in broadcasting was hiring. It was kind of, it was a weird time because it was right before all this you know, YouTube really blew up and mm. influencers and bloggers were a thing. It was, it was sending your resume to a, you know, a black hole on a website and hoping right. somebody, you know, picks it up or whatever. Um, and nobody did. I would just send resumes out and reels out and, um, you know, all my clips and stuff from college and nobody would get back to me. I would, I actually had a pretty solid uh, interview with NBC has a, a program called the page program. Mm -hmm. If anybody ever watched, um, I think, what is it? Parks and Rec? Rec? Yeah. Yeah. Parks and Recs and um, 30 Rock. Um, they have like the pages in the, uh, I think it was Kenneth. I never watched it, but I know he was a page in, I didn't know. in one of those shows, whatever. Somebody out there knows, knows the answer. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like this like really prestigious internship. They pay you shit and they expect you to do all these things. And getting into this program is like getting into Harvard. It's like nearly impossible. But I actually had like tons of interviews. I was like moving through the process and the whole thing. I was like, ah, I'm going to show all these people up. I'm going to get into the page program, even though my professors thought I had no shot in hell. And then I didn't get in, but I got really far. So I think I kind of thought oh, wow. that I was, I thought that I was like moving along in that field and then just kept getting beaten down and, you know, discouraged. The so, industry was probably so cutthroat, like just to get into yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, everyone wanted to be like Juliana Rancic on E! News mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted to do. So, the, you know, getting lucky to have somebody find you and know someone and, and know the right people was, was pretty difficult. So I wound up working and getting a job in sales and I worked in corporate office uh, furniture sales, which is a very small but big industry. Um, nobody really knows about it until you're in it. And my mom was kind of in that industry. So she helped me get a job. I got a job. 
I sucked at it. I am not meant for the corporate grind in any capacity. Um, and I, I liked the events that I went to. I liked, you know, going to client lunches and doing all that stuff. I just didn't okay. like the actual- Like the wine and dine part of yes, it. Yes. <laughs> I'm very good at that. I'm very right. good at socializing. I'm very good at um, schmoozing. I'm very mm-hmm. good at networking. Those are my skill sets. Those are like my strengths. Yeah. Not very good at like order entry and processing and quoting, you know, that, you know, the like important the stuff, you know, but <laughs> yeah. like the parts that like aren't fun, they're just kind of, you got to do them. Like, exactly. Yeah. Not my shtick. And um, it became very apparent that I wasn't very good at that. Um, but I stuck it out and somewhere around like two years in, I, I decided, I said, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm living in the city at this point. I'm working this job I hate just to pay my rent because it was so expensive. Um, that this like isn't what I want to do. So I moved home and six months later, I had saved up a, a little bit of money and I quit my job. I said I was going to give myself a year um, <clears throat> to do this and and to just like kind of go for my dreams of, you know, being on air and being a host and whatever. So right. fast forward. That year is going on like year nine right now. So um, I did go back for a little bit back to corporate, but um, yeah, so I, I kind of just walked away and which was silly. I was so stupid. I was getting paid so much money and at such a young age, I should have just made it work, whatever. Um, but then I worked in retail and then that's how I kind of got into fitness. And then I taught spin for five years. Again, just a job oh with gosh, a microphone. Yeah. I just need a microphone and I got You're a like job. You're like the hype girl. Back. Like, yeah. you know? Yes. <laughs> if, uh, if there is a DJ group out there that needs a hype man, I, I am that – like that is my dream job is to be someone's hype man um, or hype woman. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's kind of through the whole fitness thing is when I started my Instagram and I just would share random things and – that I became a certified holistic health coach and I started taking on clients yeah. and moved that piece. And then <clears throat> actually throughout fitness and that work, I loved it, but I burnt myself out. Fitness is prior to COVID was very demanding. Um, mm-hmm. I taught 15 classes a week. My body was deteriorating. It was, I was not healthy. I was like a shell of a human. And here I am coaching women on how to be healthy and, yeah. you know, f- fuel their bodies. And when you weren't feeling it yourself. Oh, uh, no. I, I, it was like a walking contradiction. And I don't quite think I knew how bad I felt in the moment, which is usually the case because you are running yeah. on so much adrenaline and cortisol that you're, you know, literally pumped up. Um, and then that's when I left fitness, took like a little bit of time. Um, and I went back to corporate and this time, at least I found a company that I uh, aligned with better and I really did love my job. Um, and what it became, they really played to my strengths. They really just sent me out into the world to network and, uh, you know, with do client relations and they kind of kept me away from all the stuff that I was not very good at. Um, I ran events, I did, um, big presentations for our corporate clients. I worked, I went back into the corporate office interiors. Okay. Um, industry. So similar, yeah. Similar, similar industry, to right? what I did the first time. Yeah. Went back into it. Uh, and then the pandemic hit. So two years into that. Uh, yeah. Um, the pandemic hit and then I was laid off because 
you know, when you're in office furniture and nobody's in the offices, it's a little yeah. difficult to uh, keep a full staff. So that industry took a, a, a big hit. Um, but at the time I had been working my side hustle. I had uh, become a beauty counter consultant mm-hmm. about just around the time that I started uh, back in corporate. And it really gave me this creative outlet to still be that coach and be that um, that version of myself that I loved so much from fitness and from coaching and working with clients and that inspirational, motivational hype girl yeah. feel that I loved from that part of my job. It allowed me that outlet while I was working in corporate and I was able to build a, a really, really successful side hustle. And when I got laid off last June, I just kind of went you know, full time into, into beauty counter because it was pretty much all set up for me, which was awesome. So right, you already left, had the pieces in place. Exactly. And I mean, you know how much I love and we love beauty counter. So it's not, it's not a big secret, but it's just been such a blessing and such a, um, I actually texted my, my mentor. She's my friend, Kristen. It's so weird when I call her mentor, but like she really is. She's like my, my, so she oldest, was your friend first. Older sister. Yeah. She was my yeah. friend. We met cause I used to host these, um, networking events in Bergen County, um, for a few years. And she actually came to one of my networking events. We became friends. Um, after I was super burnt out from soul cycle, mm-hmm. she was like, you want to try some beauty counter stuff? Cause I was broken out like a son of a gun because my hormones were just all over the place. Um, and she gifted me some beauty counter to try, changed my skin. I remember skin. seeing your before and after pictures. Oh like, my What Lord. a difference. It <laughs> was bad. And anyone out there that has ever had acne knows how bad and how frustrating and you just constantly feel dirty. I don't know what else, how else to describe it, but it's, yeah, you could scrub your face to oblivion and I've been there. Still, yeah. Oh, it's like the worst, worst feeling. And, and you're like scrubbing it so much that you're making it making it worse. worse. And yes, it's like, always. it's awful, but it's so funny hearing you say that now. And I know like this is a podcast, so people are listening, they're not looking at you, but you have gorgeous skin. So you would never think that, like when I saw the before pictures, I'm like, there's no way that this is her. Like this is the, no way. the clear skin Kendall is a new version, <laughs> very <laughs> recent new version of me. I always had, um, some sort of acne um, growing up in high school a little bit, but then kind mm-hmm. of more in my 20s, I would always have just breakouts. I still get pimples here and there, obviously. For but, human. But right. But my skin is, I am one of those people with good skin. Like, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. I, I shock myself sometimes when I look in the mirror. I'm like, who the hell is this girl? With but the that shows skin. you your skin is not only due to the products you're using, like, yes, 100% they help and that they work, but it's also what's going on inside your body. And you were saying, like, you weren't taking care of yourself, like you were coaching others. Yes. And that, I think, was the biggest thing that I ignored was it's, you know, and I, it, it, it's so ironic that I would tell people to listen to the biofeedback of their body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was not taking my own advice. I think sometimes how you goes, don't, I feel like, right. But I think it's because we don't want, it's almost like intuitively we know what's going on, but we don't want to admit it because then that means something has to change. And we really mm-hmm. don't want to change 
and we're not really sure we want to give up that thing that we think is really causing it. That was where I was at. Because I said, I love teaching spin. I'm not giving this shit up. This is my dream job. You know, not everybody gets to be a soul cycle instructor. I know how hard that is. And I've worked my ass off to get there. I'm not giving this up. And then I wound up in the hospital with 35 days straight of migraines. And I was like, oh my gosh, I should probably, uh, should probably look a little deeper into this. Cause I wasn't listening to the acne feedback. I wasn't listening to the fatigue. I wasn't listening to the thinning of my hair feedback that my body was trying to give, give me. So then it gave me cluster migraines for 35 days. So sign number like 10, your body's like, okay, we're done. We're done with the subtle signs. Like, (laughs) Because they, the pain it. was so bad, I said, "This, there's no way I'm not dying. I was like, this oh pain my in my gosh. brain, it was, I mean, anyone that's had really, really bad, my, I don't know if you've ever had migraines, but I never yeah. suffered from migraines before. I had no idea this was a pain. And it's so hard because nobody can see. You're not bleeding. You're oh. not, you know, there's no bone mm-hmm. sticking out of your skin where people are like, oh yeah, that hurts like a bitch. People can't see the pain. It's in your head. Um, yeah. Was it the type of migraines where like you couldn't even turn on the lights? It wasn't so much like light sensitivity migraine. It was, it was like someone was taking a, like one of those like tools that like crank into and then just drilling it behind my eye every day, every day at like eight 40 in the morning. And I would have to teach a nine 30 class. And it would go away while I taught because I think the blood pressure and like the adrenaline and endorphins and everything. Right. And the second, all that wore off. Holy mother of God. It was, it was not good. Not at all. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. So that's how I wound up back in corporate only to realize that again, well, the, the universe kind of just got me out of corporate again, but not meant, not meant for me. I tried it a few times, you know. <laughs> It's great for people that it works for. (laughs) Not for sure. I mean, I think something, a different path is right for everybody. Not everyone's meant to be on the same one. But do you think that if what happened hadn't happened, like if you weren't laid off, that you would still be in corporate? I think if COVID didn't happen, I would still be in corporate because I had gotten to a place where when I first joined the company, kind of had like a little bit of an identity crisis. I came from, you know, the fitness world with very positive, for the most part, positive energy, active, outgoing people to corporate where it's kind of the opposite. You know, people don't really want to be there. You know, they like don't really the love what they're, yeah, they're complaining all the time, the gossip and ooh, the gossip, the, you know, just the whole vibe was so low. Yeah. And that's when I actually texted Kristen and I said, I will do whatever you tell me I have to do to make $5,000 a month and I need to get the hell out of here. And then that's how I started getting like the fire under my ass to build my beauty counter business. But mm-hmm. I had finally gotten to a place a year and a half in where I shifted my role and was able to shift my role into really playing to my strengths Mm -hmm. and really leveraging what I was good at and making it known and telling people and my management and my bosses and saying like, this is what I'm good at. Like, use me for this, use me for X, Y, Z. You know, this is how I can help you. 
And I was able to shift my role into this really awesome role that I loved. And I said to myself, and I remember saying this to Tim, I'm like, I could see myself doing this for like another five years. And, you know, until we have a family and maybe I want to be home with my kids or whatever. But I was like, I can put in some time doing this because I actually, now I like it. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm doing the things that I'm good at and I can see where I can like have a path here. And he was like, oh, all right. And in my head, I'm like, is that, is that what I'm supposed to do? Like, but like, yeah, I could, I could do this. And I think that was, yeah, I think that was like my ego or I don't know if it was my ego or or like a test of the universe to be like, are you going to take the path that's safe or are you going to go do what you really need to do on, mm-hmm. on this earth this time that you're alive? And um, right as my role changed, it was the week, the two, two, literally the week before everything shut down. So it was the first week of March last year. Okay. Um, I was also interviewing for another job at another company that they were going to pay me like a shit ton of money, double what I was making. It was like the dream. Oh my God, this would have been the sickest job ever. And then that interview was, was March 12th. My, my third and final interview was March 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's the day, like D-Day, like everything ended. Um, and I remember them saying like, let's just regroup next week when we're back in the office. And then, yeah, and then that day never how came. How many months later? <laughs> Yeah. So I almost feel like I'm not going to take responsibility for, you know, a global pandemic, but I do think, um, had, had it not happened, it would have, I would have been on a different path because I got mm-hmm. comfortable and I kind of took my eye off of what I knew I needed to do and what my purpose and passion is in life. And I shrunk myself to contort myself to fit into a corporate version of myself, which is like a diluted version yeah. Um, and not really me, but I was like, okay, doing that because I think you get tired after a while, you know, you get tired, you, you know, trying to make something happen or to go after your dreams and pursue your passions. And maybe it doesn't quite work out like you have it in your head. So mm-hmm. you, you justify this like smaller watered down version of yourself. Cause well, that's good enough. And that's not who I am. And the universe obviously knows that that's not who I am. So they just like T-boned me out of, out of that path real quick. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's hard when you're – I feel like we've been like conditioned in life. Like we've been conditioned to think that you go to school. You should be getting good grades in school. Once you're done with school, your job – literally is to get a good job with good benefits that pays well as a 401k, does all the things, right? And then you work until you're 60 or 70 years old or however old you are where you can afford to retire, afford, right? Hopefully. Um, Right. And then you retire and, and that's it. Like that is the path that we've been conditioned to think. Like we haven't been taught that there's other paths. You can create your own path you could do something else. You can create your own path, but we're just not taught that. And so when you're in that position and you're like, you know what? Yeah. Corporate could be for me. Like I can make it work. If it's I, X amount I of years. felt like a weird acceptance from society in a way where I would go to events or I'd see family members and I had Oh, I work for Human Scale. Mm-hmm. I run business development for Human Scale. They're a corporate, they're an office ergonomics company. Like 
I had, it was like an easy thing. It's a to conversation say, starter. Yeah. Yes. And, and people could wrap their brain around that. And, mm-hmm. and I had a salary and it was stable and I commuted into this city like everybody else. And I wore the outfit and I did the thing. Yeah. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I was accepted by people. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, I felt like people f- finally were like, Oh, all right, finally Kendall got her, you know, shit together and stopped running around like a lunatic and, you know, grew up and got a real like big girl job. Mm-hmm. And in a in a weird way, like I wanted, I guess, that kind of acceptance, I guess. Yeah. Or the approval. I don't know. It was this weird thing because I I liked it for a little while and then I was like, This shit's for the birds. Y'all people are crazy for showing up here at 8 a.m. every day, getting your ass on the train at 5.45 in the morning, not seeing your kids, not seeing your family, barely eating, barely sleeping, barely working out. I'm like, no, 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 this is not, this is not me. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it depends on what you like as a person Mm -hmm. and everyone has a different path and, you know, coming, I'm still in corporate, but when I, first started i drank like the kool-aid like i was obsessed with corporate i'm like i'm so cool i get to wear yes. these suits like yes. <laughs> i got this i have this tag like i just felt like an adult like i don't know if that yes. makes sense but i don't know like as time goes on there are some people who are like this is what i want to do for the rest of my life i get great benefits i i have a plan and this is it but then like you know, part of me, like part of my part strings and my passion is they're pulling me in different directions. And um, that's like why I started other things on the side, similar to you, because I'm like, I have to feed this, this part of me that wants something else. Yes. And I think that that's huge that you had that almost like an itch and you, Mm -hmm. you got curious about it instead of talked yourself out of it. Because I do yeah. think that, um, yeah, like you said, corporate isn't – obviously, there need – in order for this world to function, there need to be people in corporate yes. jobs. Like, it has to happen. And there are people that are so good at it and thrive in that setting. And, yeah. that's, and, and that's amazing. We need those people. We also need the, you know, kind of crazy people like me and the other mm-hmm. people like them. And we need all of us to kind of make this ship sail. Yeah. And – I think where people fall out of alignment is when they're in a corporate setting and it's not, it's not allowing them to thrive. And it mm-hmm. might not be the corporate setting. It might be that they just need another outlet. Mm-hmm. And, and I can agree with that and understand that completely because if it were, if it were not for Beauty Counter, I would not have gotten through that job because that would not have been enough for me. It wouldn't have, um, it wouldn't have kept me going. It, I wouldn't have been as right. inspired and, and alive. I took a lot of what I learned with beauty counter and I moved it into my, 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 oh my gosh, there. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it, it helped in, in that way. But I really do think that, I mean, even if it's like bartending, <laughs> like you're in corporate America, but you want like socializing and, and whatever, and you bartend on the weekends, like that's awesome. Whatever makes you feel completely alive and fulfilled, mm-hmm. go do it. Yeah. Not just like, I'm okay. Things are fine. Right. 
there are people in the world that get the itch to become brain surgeons. Yeah. You know, and I, they, but I didn't get that itch because I can't become a brain, like that my brain mm-hmm. doesn't work to be a brain surgeon. So whatever itch you get or like intuitive hit that you get is for a reason. It's because mm-hmm. it's, you have the, the, the skill set, the drive, the, the wherewithal to go and make that come to life. Yeah. It's not by accident. So if you, if you feel like there is something else that you need to do, it is not random. It's not random. And if you think that you're not qualified for it, you are. Mm-hmm. It, you just have to start the path like in motion to get there um, to figure yeah. it out. But it's, it's totally not random at all at all thousand percent imagine if someone who hadn't who had that itch to be a brain surgeon like just didn't didn't do it it, (laughs) right it's like i think about it all the time like there are people that wake up in the morning and they're like you know what i want to be an accountant i want to crunch numbers all day yeah nothing would make me happier and i'm like thank god you exist because I hate numbers and crunching anything with numbers or anything number related. So thank God you woke up one day and you were like, you know what? I want to be an accountant because everyone, everyone's one wholeness, oneness, brain, whatever you want to call it is uniquely set up to achieve, do, and be certain things. Mm -hmm. And we're not all the same and we don't all have the same path. So when you get that, that like douse of inspiration, it's coming from a source way smarter than you. Love it. Love it. Can't even say it any better. So, <laughs> so can you like elaborate a little bit more on like what you do now? Yeah. So my goal with Beauty Counter was to grow it to a place where I could maintain it for a full-time um, income, which is great. Okay. Cause that's where I, that's where I'm at now. It's not where my goals are in terms of full-time income, but mm-hmm. I'm strategically setting myself up so that I can get to that place. Hopefully, you know, by the end of the year. So with beauty counter, I am, um, so I've been with beauty counter through just about three years, just shy of three okay. years. Um, I manage a team of, I think we're like 68 now, which is awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's um it's pretty cool. I've gotten to meet really amazing amazing women um and actually because of COVID and because we went kind of virtual, you know, and Instagram and all those things, I have girls women on my team from across the country, which is amazing. I get to meet the most <laughs> incredible women from all different backgrounds and walks of life and some are in corporate and some are moms and some are literally in college. And I'm like, what, this is the sickest job ever. Um, so I've been doing and working my beauty counter business full-time since last June. Um, Mm -hmm. I also do, um, partnerships and I work with, you know, I do influencer work. I guess that's what we're calling it these days. Um, you have their like to know it, right? right. Like I see Yep. Right. So I, what I've tried to do is because I'm a big proponent of diversifying your income streams. Mm -hmm. And when I was working in corporate, I had a corporate salary. I had a beauty counter business. I also was still coaching, um, nutrition coach of clients. Mm -hmm. So I was working like three jobs and I also, um, do on-air hosting for an interior, for that interior design website. I still work for them or did prior to COVID. Okay. Um, once COVID hit all the events, stopped and they haven't come back yet, which is so sad. But um, I'm a big, huge fan of having income coming from 
every which way, because I think if last year proved anything was that you cannot rely on even your safe salaried job because anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So if I did not have beauty counter and got laid off last summer, I would have been SOL. We had a mortgage to pay for. Um, I have bills to pay. Like there are things that have to keep moving um, yeah. whether or not you have a job. So I'm incredibly grateful that I, I had that and I was able to create another stream of revenue for myself. Um, so now with the influencer work with beauty counter, um, I'm able to kind of sink my teeth into a couple of different avenues, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and hope to keep that going. I actually, I just got a partnership with Parsley Health. So I'm just doing like a, oh, wow. a four month thing with Parsley Health, which is awesome. I like, think I like manifested them or something. They've been on my list of brands. I'd that love is to work awesome. With. Yeah. So Congrats. Um, thanks. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, an interesting animal that world. And because I don't play by the rules, it takes me a little longer to figure shit out. Um, but it's, it's finally, I feel like it's all like all the pieces are falling together, which mm-hmm. is really awesome. Cause it's, it's a lot of hard work. It's not, you know, people that do the influencer thing full time and have been for a long time. I give them a lot of credit. It is a lot, a lot of work. Yeah. And, um, and I love it though. It's, it's fun work, which is great. Um, but it, it is a lot of work and it's sometimes a slow go at the beginning. I've only grown my very tiny, small, but very significant audience all organically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't do any kind of things to try to attract anybody, you know, whoever comes to my page just kind of finds me, right. which is wonderful. And it's word of mouth. So that's been awesome. Um, so it's been cool to kind of see it start to become a real, a real thing, a real gig. Yeah. I mean, a year ago, you didn't have this many followers, did you? Like you, I feel like you grew a lot within the past year since I've been I following think, you. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I honestly, um, I think I may have like grown like a thousand, fifteen hundred or so since last okay. summer, um, which is. 50, yeah. I mean, like imagine 1500 people in one room. That's a lot of freaking people. It's a lot of people. Um, people are always thinking about and so concerned about, you know, 10,000 and swipe up and hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm like, just picture however many followers you've got now in a room together. And you'll be very uh, pleasantly surprised with how many people that is. Absolutely. Like, you know, you can, you can have, I mean, there are people that have less followers that I do that have, you know, six figure influencer businesses or what have you, you know, following has no bearing on anything. No, not at all. But like, I I agree with what you were saying though, that people don't realize everything that goes behind influencing. Like you are, you're everything. You're creating the content, you're planning the content, you're showing up every day on stories, posting, whatever. And then you're doing everything in between, right? So if you're doing anything, if you're recording a video, you have to edit it. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much time and effort that goes behind it. And I feel like people are like, oh, that's so easy without actually realizing what goes behind it. But even like looking at you, when, when you share, you do it in a way that is so authentic and makes it seem like 
so natural, but does it feel natural to you? Like how I see it or how your audience sees it? Like when you show up on stories, it's like, it's interesting because I mean, yeah, couldn't guess. I really don't love planning. I don't like having things scripted or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I work better off the cuff, flying by the seat of my pants, (laughs) which is also probably why I don't have like a multi-million dollar influencer business or whatever, because I just, that's just the way I roll. One day, hopefully I can figure it all out. But for the most part, um, everything that you see on my Instagram is from the stories aspect is off the cuff. Mm -hmm. I might be like, oh, I haven't talked about this in a while. Let's talk about that. I really don't. I've tried having a strategy. I've tried planning content. And then Mm -hmm. what happens for me is I get to that day and it's like, okay, today you're going to talk about vitamin C serum. And it's like, well, I just went on a 10 minute rant before about wrinkles and how I'm getting like a line across my forehead. How? Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I talk about something that can help the wrinkle across my forehead? Why am I talking? Right. So it, it because I am so off the cuff for the most most part to get me back on track. It feels so jarring and awkward to me, and I would imagine it would feel that way to the audience and whoever's watching. Right. That I just wind up bulldozing my plan. And actually, I have a girl, um, Maddie. She. She's in college. She helps me like just kind of, she helps rein me in a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And the poor thing, she would like, you know, we we would make this whole plan. We would do it. And sometimes I would execute and it would be good, but it would take so much energy out of me Mm -hmm. in not a good way. It was like really draining because I was trying to force things to happen. Yeah. Um, And she's like, I just don't think I just, don't think a, a, a plan is really, it's going to, it's not going to work. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> that's probably why it seems so authentic though, because that's literally how you're feeling or what you're doing that day. Like yeah. you're not, you're just, you're just going with it. <laughs> yeah. I do really go a lot on instinct and what I'm feeling that day. And, you know, I half the time, if like I get an email from beauty counter and there's something in it that I think is exciting, I literally will the next minute get on stories and talk about it, which is usually why the information is wrong sometimes <laughs> because I don't read the, like today I posted something and it was like completely I wrong. Oh, Marissa was like, Kendall, it's not till Wednesday. I'm like, Jesus, Mary, come on. I got too excited. I got way too excited. Um, so there's the, uh, cons to not planning things. Um, and then, you know, I, I do, I, I do genuinely love sharing. Yeah. I just, I, I have always been that way. Um, and I really love that social media is this place where we can share and it makes everyone's for the most part, everyone's life easier because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of the researching out and the guesswork and the wondering, you know, it's, when we were younger, if we had something like this, you know, walking around high school and saw someone with a cool shirt and, you know, you were always afraid to go up and ask them like, Oh, did you get that shirt? Or the girl that I can't stand. Somebody says, Oh my God, I love your shirt. And somebody goes, thank you. Just tell me where you got it. Just tell them where you got it from. Like the other day I went to, I went to a restaurant and had like a free people dress on and a couple girls were like, Oh my God, the dress is so cute. I'm like free people. And they're like, Oh my God, I thought so. 
It's like the brand is the automatic yeah. response now. Yeah, exactly. Don't, I'm not going to say thank you. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, thanks. I picked it out. Thanks for telling me I got good taste, but it's free people. Go get yourself one. Like, right. So that, that's my favorite thing to do. So I, I'm glad that it's nice to hear that it comes across authentic because it's either that or I'm just a complete uh, mess or, you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think your audience loves it. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Um, so with everything that you do, right. Cause you have beauty counter work. And for those of you who don't know, like Kendall and I both are partnered with beauty counter. We're actually on separate teams. So we mm-hmm. don't know each other through beauty counter. I just found her on social media, <laughs> which is absolutely incredible like that. It just brought us together that way. Um, but through, through what you do, like with beauty counter, cause there's different aspects of beauty counter, right? Like you're managing a team, you're helping people choose safer products and switch to safer products. But then you also have the influencer side of things and brand partnerships. Like what is your favorite part about what you do? If you had to pick one, I would say beauty counter right off the bat because, Mm -hmm. because I haven't quite gotten too far into all the brand. I'm still so new with figuring out how to partner with brands. And I love, you know, I love like to know it. I think that's fun. I love when people resonate with things that I post and I can Mm -hmm. see it, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, like to know it is, is an app where you can, um, as an, as an influencer, which is a weird thing to say, but as someone who, is a creator with like to know it, you can post and people can purchase things through an affiliate link and you get commission, right. which that's the most humbling part is when you see the commission come through and it's like 11 cents. It's like, thank I you. Know. Thank you, Karen from Idaho for that target tank that I got the 11 cents on. I love it. Thank you. But seriously, yeah. I mean, every cent counts and oh you're my just gosh. Like doing a happy totally. dance. I've had like to know it for maybe a year now and you can't like withdraw the funds until you hit a hundred. I'm like mm-hmm. at 99. I'm like, can someone just buy 10 It's the longest, it's the longest hundred dollars ever. Oh my gosh. Oh. But yeah. it's, it's really fun, funny when it comes in and it's like, you made 11 cents today. <laughs> wow. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> but I do, the beauty counter stuff is just like my jam. I get to be a hype girl. I get to um, share about cleaner, safer products, something I'm super passionate about. I get to work with really aspirational women. Um, The first year I was with Beauty Counter, I actually went to lead in Phoenix. Oh, wow. Um, And uh, hopefully this next year we get to do lead again in person because I (laughs) – it's the best experience ever. Um, and I saw all these women and there were 1700 women in this room and easily you could have been intimidated and nervous and unsure. And to watch all of these women who were dressed so well, by the way, I was like, what did everybody get like the memo to like <laughs> bring your A-game wardrobe. But it was just the way women carried themselves. And there was this Mm -hmm. pride and everyone was friendly um, and hugs and kissing everybody and and just introducing other women to each other. I had never experienced a group of women like that before in my life. So Mm -hmm. it was the most incredible thing to witness. And then once I got back, then I was like off to the races. I was like, I want a piece of this pie. Um, and that part is what I love 
about being a consultant with Beauty Counter is that I get to be in that world and with women that are chasing big goals and have big dreams and are doing life differently mm-hmm. um, and are going kind of against the grain. And, and I love people that are just, you know, movers and shakers and just, you know, here to, you know, ruffle some feathers and yeah, and just switch things up. So um, I would, I would definitely say the beauty counterpart for sure. I, I can see that and I can see like it from what you post, but, um, and for those of you who may be like, what the heck is beauty counter? I guess I should pray. Right, I guess we that. should maybe clarify that. They're like, what the hell are they talking about? What's beauty counter? Um, so beauty counter is a, a safer personal care company. So we're actually advocating for safer beauty laws to make the whole industry safer. It's not just about like, our products because that's not, you know, really solving the problem. The problem is that there's a whole slew of ingredients that are allowed in, in personal care products that are toxic to our health and they're allowed and there's nothing incredible. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so beauty counter has amazing products, but also an amazing opportunity. And Kendall has literally, um, everything that she shares regarding beauty counter on social is like on point. You kind of do it in a way where it's, it's not like here's all like the facts. It's like, how is it really good? Like real right. talk. <laughs> well, I think about it and you know, in the beginning and I, and I work with people on my team that talk about this too, you know, they, you know, well, I want to learn more about the products and I want to make sure I understand the ingredients. And I was like, I, I, uh, I don't know what's in this. I mean, I see it on the, on the breakdown right. and like our training guides and everything. I see the ingredients. I know that they're cleaner and safer and mm-hmm. they've been tested with third party. Um, I know what they do, but I don't really care about the ingredients. I care what they do to my face. Like I want to make sure like it's actually going to yeah. work. So I just think of, I, but there are, there are clients and, and, and customers that are out there that want, that are ingredient junkies and they want to know about that part. And that's amazing. They're probably not buying from, from me because <laughs> I'm not talking about ingredients. Um, I'm talking more about the, the side where you don't even have to worry necessarily about the ingredients because beauty counter takes it to such, yeah. it's such extremes in terms of safety that. I don't even need to talk about that because that's already covered. Mm -hmm. I can talk about the, okay, this is what it's going to do for your freckles. This is what it's going to do for your wrinkles. This is what it's going to do for the texture and tone of your skin. Like this is what it looks like and this is how it works because that's the stuff that I care about. But, um, but there's definitely people out there that can give you more of a, of a breakdown on the ingredients and what each ingredient does and why. Um, but I am, I'm not your girl for that. (laughs) For sure. No, but you like keep it simple. Like, you know, we have a, a serum, the counter, counter time serum and you call mm-hmm. it Botox in a bottle. And that like stuck yes. with me because I'm like, wait, that is what this is. But you just yeah. like, you simplify it. Just I make like it, it real easy. Like, what does this do? It's like Botox, but it's in a bottle. And they're like, oh, okay, great. Like, give me yeah. five. And it's like, okay, yeah. great. And then they use it and they're like, wow, you weren't really, <laughs> you, were, you were really not kidding about it. It's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, right. I mean, and there are things that I, I don't love our mascara. There's new mm-hmm. mascara coming out, but I don't like the it'll, mascara. It'll be out by the time yeah. that this. Oh, uh, good! Yes, airs. there is new mascara out, and it's great. It's bald mascara wasn't wasn't yeah. great. I also don't use the sunscreen because I don't love mineral sunscreen, even though I know why it's safer and I know it's better yeah. for you, and I know all the benefits of it. 
but I also know I won't apply it <laughs> as right. much as I should. Um, so I use a different brand. I use Supergoop. Um, I try to be as honest as I can. I, I, I think the, and I think of myself too, I can smell bullshit from a mile away. So I would never insult anyone following me by trying to pull the wool over their eyes on something because A, I wouldn't, it would probably be written all all over my face. I am lying to you right now. Like I would not be able to do it. Um, And I just know for me, you know, when I'm buying someone, because I think of who do I buy from on Instagram and, and on the internet and whatever, and how do they talk to me? And I, how, why do I like the way that they talk to me? Oh, because they're, they're like my girlfriend. Like, I think we're friends and, yeah. you know, she's telling me like it is. I'm like, that's what I want. So I try to keep it as real as I possibly can, even when it comes to beauty counter stuff. So I love it. And before you had like as many followers as you have now too, did you always just kind of speak like this, like to your followers yeah. or were, was the messaging different? So it's interesting. I started like doing stories. Yeah. So stories hadn't come out yet. I was, I was using Snapchat and it was interesting. I went on a, a work trip with Tim. He had to go down to DC for work and I kind of tagged along and I had the day free. Um, and I'd never been to Washington DC. So I wanted to go sightseeing. Okay. And obviously I like fun and I was by myself and I'm like, well, this is great. I'm looking at all these, but I don't, I have all these comments and nobody to share them with, (laughs) you know, I'm sitting here at the Lincoln Memorial and I'm trying to explain how amazing this is, but who am I going to explain this to? So I opened Snapchat and I was really nervous because I'd never done anything like talking to myself you know, in a camera before in that way, I, I'd done hosting and stuff before, mm-hmm. but it was very different. Um, and I just started talking as if they were there, like somebody watching was there with me. And I commented all the things that were on the top of my head as I was walking through this. And I did this whole <laughs> like Snapchat story and all my friends were like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is hysterical. I'm cracking up. Like, I don't know what I was saying about it, but they were like, this was so entertaining. And I was like, what? Really? Like, that's so bizarre. And I think I did it like on Snapchat for a little while. And then a month later, Instagram came out with stories. And that's when like, I started to see some, some growth, but my growth has been slow. It's a slow burn. I think Instagram came out with stories in like 2017, 2016, maybe 2016. Like it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, And then I just carried it over to stories and it's, it's been that way ever since. I just, um, I just talk as if somebody is actually listening on the other end, which I'm not really sure if they ever are. (laughs) I like do 99.9% of the time. So you at least always have one person. But you know what? If I have one person, that's all that matters. That's all that matters as long as I'm not talking to myself. Oh my gosh. It's actually funny. Before we wrap up, I, um, I went through your highlights the other day and I forgot what I was looking for. I was looking for something in particular. I found it, but um, I saw a highlight, I guess, that you did for the new year, like all of 2020. And it was all pictures that you had during that time I had COVID. And so I wasn't really like on my phone and I like looked through all the pictures and I'm like, I missed this. Like, I'm so sad 
Like, how did I miss this? And I looked at every single picture like a week ago. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm such a creep, but like, no, yeah. It's so funny. It was, that was, that was pretty funny. I do highly suggest everyone to go back through the year at the end of the year and just post it. Even though if you don't think anybody gives a shit, just do it for yourself because it is funny because you go back and you're like, wow, we did that. And I went through that and this is what, oh my God. And I mean, 2020 was a obviously wild year, wild, wild year. Um, It started out wild. Kobe Bryant died. We should have known mm-hmm. that was the omen of like, oh, yeah. like this is this is gonna be a bumpy ride. Um, so I think like going back through that at the end was like very cathartic to be like, wow, we went through a lot. We did. We're still here though, but we went through a lot. Oh, a little I, a little PTSD from twenty twenty. That's for it, sure. It was a lot, but you know what? Yeah. We're. Uh, yeah, better for it. seems to be a little better. So yeah, 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 a little bit. Um, all right. Are there any like closing remarks you want to leave anyone with? If something resonated with someone, or I don't know, any any closing I, thoughts? I think if anyone is listening to this and you feel like there is something missing from your life, mm-hmm. I I am delivering a message from the universe because you've probably been asking for a sign. So I am the sign and mm-hmm. you are supposed to go out and do whatever it is that you feel called to do. And like, just go for it. Just, just do it, figure it out, leap and the net will appear. Um, but the universe wanted me to tell you that. <laughs> Perfect. So good. <laughs> all right. And I will put all of your uh, details like in the episode recording, but oh, cool. okay. like, you know, on Instagram, you have an email yeah. list. Yeah, it's uh, Instagram Kendall Marie Z and my website is KendallMarieZappa.com and you can join my um, email list. You know, I send out an email whenever I can get it together. It's like not every week. It's sometimes every other week, sometimes once a month. Um, But I try to jam pack it. (laughs) I I just try to like fill it with some good content. Whenever I get enough good content, then I send it out. (laughs) You send it. It's great. I'm on it. It's good. Follow me for all your business tips and <laughs> strategies. Seriously. Just do what feels good for it to you. The end. End of the story. End. Just make it fun. It. If it's not fun, don't do don't it. Don't do it. <laughs> so good. This has been so inspiring. I mean, seriously, I'm coming off of this feeling inspired, just empowered to, to do what I want to do. what makes happy what i'm itching and i hope that everyone listening feels the same way um but just thank you thank you so much for coming on for all of your thoughts and for sharing your story with us and for being vulnerable but we really appreciate it this was awesome thank you thank you for thinking i was interesting enough to have a conversation That wraps up today's episode with Kendall. She is so inspiring and I feel so empowered by her when she shared her journey, how she turned a negative into a positive and how she took it as the universe giving her a sign, right? And I hope that that's the one thing that you take away from today's episode is that if you're on a path and it's one that society deems as as acceptable, right? and you're happy, and you're fulfilled, then that is amazing. Continue on that path. 
But if you're listening or you listen to this podcast and you felt like you related to Kendall, where she saw the signs, where she felt like she needed more, then I hope that you go out and get more. Do what makes you feel happy. Do what makes you feel alive and fulfilled because we all deserve that. Know that there are other paths out there and that you can create your own. And that is the one thing that I hope you take away from today's episode. Just go out there and be happy. If you want to hear more from Kendall, you can go ahead and follow her on Instagram. All of her details are in the episode description. And that's it. So if you like today's episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave a rating. Otherwise, I will see you next time on next week's episode of Empowered and Unfiltered. <laughs>